Welcome to Abracadabra, a personal and spiritual development podcast designed to inspire, expand, and empower you as you traverse your inner work. I'm your host, Jazz Bori. I'm an astrologer and a coach with a community full of 21st century women who are brave, curious, and obsessed with living in alignment with what their soul came here to be. These episodes are an invitation to your next breakthrough and a catalyst for a deeper conversation with yourself. So join me in exploring the topics that fuel the fearless pursuit of your soul purpose. podcast guys uh if you're watching on the video i've taken the mic off the stand today and it's in my hand i don't know why but i just felt the need to have you guys literally in my hands for this episode so if you hear it kind of like wobbling around in my hands um let me know i just kind of intuitively went with it (laughs) but um yeah if it's annoying let me know like just dm me or let me know down in the comments on YouTube, but I just feel like I needed you in my hands today. And I think the reason is because we're going to be broaching a kind of controversial topic, I guess, if you will. Today, we're talking about astrology red flags. Now, you know me, you know how passionate I am about ethics when it comes to astrology, being a spiritual practitioner in any way, shape or form. I really feel like we don't put enough emphasis on ethics. Um, And the reason I think this is an important topic to discuss is for two reasons. Firstly, I feel like from a practitioner standpoint, if you are wanting to become an astrologer, if you Uh, inspired by my work because of the kind of work that I do and it's something that you're in or navigating towards or something that you would love to do, I feel like this conversation is going to be extremely important because it's a massive responsibility to be reading people's natal charts, coaching people. Ethics has to come into the conversation and I feel like you guys will get a lot out of this as well. But For the rest of my babes who are listening because you're astrology obsessed and you love to have your chart read and read your horoscope and all of those types of things, and you are a consumer of astrology to help you, you know, in your life and understand the world around you, which is what astrology is for, then this is going to be really powerful for you as well, because we're going to be kind of going through the five red flags that really are problematic when it comes to astrology. And I think this is going to be powerful for you because then after this episode, you will know what to look out for. There is so much information out there. Whenever I am teaching astrology or even talking about astrology to any of my students, clients, people in my life, the first thing I like to say is like, anybody can write a blog post and say that they're an astrologer. You know, there is um, not a lot of, um, I'm not going to say there's not a lot of hoops to jump through because I feel like there definitely is. But I just feel like anybody can just sort of say that they are. There's no, they are an astrologer is what I mean. Like there is no like 
real sort of pathway for this, which is why I created Mystic Mentorship, which is my platform, my launch pad for any aspiring mystics who want to be in this industry. Go down to the link in the bio, sign up for that, get all the goods, because um, that's where I would say to go to get your astrology information as a practitioner. But if you are somebody who is out here just ingesting it, it's the wild west, right? And you never know really what is kind of a good reading and a bad reading. You don't know what are, what is ethical and what is unethical. And I think we're not having enough conversations about this. So I wanted to create this episode today for you to have this information so that you, you know, have your wits about you when you're booking your next reading. Um, but also just as you are navigating the online space, astrology is blowing up. And with that means that a lot of people are just doing whatever they want and not really giving astrological teachings or advice, which is really another whole, you know, part of the, part of the, uh, conversation is, should we even really be giving advice? Um, and I have some opinions that I'm going to talk to you guys about today with that, but there's so much out there. And so navigating that and finding one, finding the, the teachings that really resonate with you, um, is one thing, but making sure that you're being empowered, that you are staying in your own integrity, that the people that you are ingesting this information from are not practicing unethically is really, really important. Um, and then at the end of the episode, I'm going to give you my solution that I am really providing to these red flags. Um, I'm going to tell you all about that at the end. So stick around for that. So with all that said, I pray that that lands and my intention is coming clearly through to you today. Um, and let's talk about the five astrology red flags. And I will say these are my red flags. This is just my opinion. This is after, you know, being in the industry for, oh my God, 2018, 19-ish, I got, I want to say going on five years-ish, um, and obviously being a lover of astrology for a long time um, and reading hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of charts at this stage, um, I, this comes from my experience, um, as a seasoned astrologer who's read a hell of a lot of charts and worked with a lot of people and seen a lot of shit. (laughs) So as always, this is a podcast that asks you to have a deeper conversation with yourself. Um, I don't want you to ever feel bad about a reading that you've already purchased or had. Um, It's all learning experience. And this is here to give you um, knowledge that could turn into potential power if you do so, if you decide to use it as you move forward and navigate the astrological, spiritual space and community. So anyway, let's jump into it, right? So the number one red flag is disempowering language. And even though I've put these in no particular order, what I will say is I've put this kind of at number one for a reason. This is a really powerful way that you can start to subconsciously, we'll see where someone's real motives are on like a subconscious level because our language is literally stored in the part of our brain, which is the subconscious. The language that we use is really powerful and sets a lot of intention, right? In our lives. And when we look at the information or when we look at the language rather that 
um, this information, sorry, when we look at the language that people use, it provides us, right, with information on somebody's um, motives, I want to say. So if they're using disempowering language, things like, for example, you know, because of this placement, you can't fill in the blank or you need to fill in the blank. You know what I mean? Like you, anything that is need can't, um, you know, if they say that they hope that with your, with after this reading that you will be, you know, healed or whatever that they're saying, it's these sort of like disempowering phrases, can't, need, hope, um, those are the sorts of language that you want to kind of stay away from. And the reason being is because that insinuates that you're incapable, right? That you're not able to change, you're not able to shift, and it starts to really put you in a box. Now, that's a really simple way, but you will start to see if somebody is using fatalistic language, if somebody is, you know, saying this isn't, you know, this is not a time where you could do this. If people are putting restrictions on you through a reading straight away, red flag, red flag, red flag. We want to start putting those sorts of astrologers, those sorts of practitioners in the bin because they're not here to empower you. They're here to disempower you. So look really carefully at the kind of language that people are using. Now, this is the thing about astrology. There are times where it's really great to do things and see, that's an empowering way of saying like, Hey, it's a Virgo full moon. This is a great time to have a look at your um, your routines and your rituals. Whereas like just because it's a Virgo full moon though, doesn't mean that you can't look at other areas of your life. And a lot of astrologers will say, this is not a great time to do this, especially during Mercury retrogrades. Don't sign anything during a metro- Mercury, Mercury retrograde. Don't do this. Don't do that during a Mercury retrograde. It's pulling you away from your power. It's disempowering. It's saying that the universe and the cosmos are greater than you. And as soon as we start to hear that kind of language, mm -mm. astrology provides us with an opportunity to get in alignment with what, what the cosmos are presenting to us. We always have choice, right? And as soon as your choice starts getting taken away from you, that is a red flag. And usually you see that through disempowering language. So this is a really powerful one because it's going to allow you to really see someone's intention. And you will notice that with my, any of my astrology things, I don't use language like this. I am so, um, I'm so, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Huh. I'm so committed to making sure that my language is high vibrational. And that doesn't mean that I'm blowing smoke up your ass. I'm still going to be honest. We want people to be honest with us, but we don't want them to be putting us in a box and not allowing us to choose. Simple as that. And telling you who you are. Red flags, red flags, red flags. Okay. The second one is um, predictions and absolutions. So this kind of piggybacks off the last one in a little bit more of a broader sense, but any sort of predictive readings, in my opinion, are unethical because, again, it's dis- because it's disempowering, right? So if you are heading into a reading, and this is where you get to take beautiful, radical responsibility for yourself, 
what we can do to stop that at all costs, no matter who you're getting a reading with, is by never going in and expecting the astrologer to um, to tell you who you are, to read your future, to tell you when to buy a house, when you're going to meet the love of your life, um, what kind of um, partner you should have, if you're compatible with the partner that you do have. Here's the truth. An astrologer can never tell you that. Even with compatibility, which I have a whole other episode on, um, which I'll see if I can link down in the description for you guys. But it's of my opinion that compatibility is, it's so, when you look at it really from an astrology perspective, it's so intense. It's called a composite chart. You pull up three different kinds of charts and it's not to see if you're compatible, but how two people work together because that's compatibility, right? But I digress. Essentially, what I want you to understand is that with predictions, we do have a responsibility to make sure that we're not asking the astrologer to predict to predict our future, right? Um, astrologers are not psychics. Those two things are not mutually exclusive. So anybody who is claiming to be able to do that purely from an astrology perspective and saying, oh, I can tell you what your next year is going to look like because I'm an astrologer is red flag, (laughs) red flag. Yeah. There are astrologers out there who have psychic ability and that's amazing. Um, if you are seeing that and you're, and you're intrigued by that and you're wanting a little bit of help to say, you know, plan your year out and you're wanting to look at the astrology of it, that's amazing. But you are on a slippery slope. You are asking someone to help you like help you create your future. So you want to make sure that they're not there trying to just predict everything that you're doing that you want to do. That's coming to, coming to you. You want to make sure that they are in an empowering space with you and they're not speaking in absolutions. Like you have to do this in March or you have to do this in September and August is a bad time to do this. I had a woman, uh, a beautiful one of my angels on Instagram message me and say um, if I could look into her chart because she just had a reading with an astrologer and they said that August was not a good time to get married. I think it was August, but um, that month was not a good time to get married and she'd already booked her wedding. And I was like, oh my God, like that's only inducing more stress. If you walk away from a reading with more stress, I dare say that there was some sort of predictive element to the reading that is unethical and that is on the astrologer always to make sure that they are not doing that. And if they are going to attempt to help you look at your next solar return, you know, there's things like solar charts, things like that. Like there's so much that you can go into to help you look at the year ahead, but you want to make sure that they are not speaking in absolutions and they're not predicting your future. They're helping you connect to the energies that are going to be brought forth to you. But also there's an openness because we don't know how that's going to show up until that moment. Nobody can really predict the future. We all have options. We all have, I feel like purpose, but we don't The chart is not a map of your life. It's a blueprint of what your soul came here to be, which means that you get to still design around 
and build on top of what that blueprint is. That's why I use the word blueprint, not map. I very use, very um, rarely use the word, you know, that it's a map for your soul. It's more of a blueprint that you get to look at and build upon. So it doesn't make sense to ever be predicting your future very simply. But in those moments where there are like year ahead things, there are ways that you can do that in integrity. Um, But I would say, take the responsibility that you can and, and say, I don't want you to predict what's coming up for me. What I want you to do is help me, you know, understand what energies are going to be hitting my chart, give me some options, and then you can obviously continue to go from there. Yeah. So no predictive astrology, red flag, red flag, absolutions are also red flags. Next up, we have red flag number three, and that is spiritual bypassing, aka gaslighting. (laughs) So um, this, basically what I mean by this is if you're in a reading and the astrologer is not taking your experience into account, that's a red flag. So what can happen a lot with astrology readings is you can be put in a box, yeah? And look, to be completely honest, most people, when I did my traditional readings, they want me to put them in a box. They want me to tell them who they are. So first thing is notice the red flag within yourself and say, hey, I don't need to be told who I am. I get to create who I am. I want to understand the depth of my soul a little bit more. So of course I want, you know, you're going to get some information there. But when they're not taking your experience into account, what's happening is usually that's a really old school sort of like outdated sense of astrology. In evolutionary astrology, which is what I practice, teach, and guide with, that is a core pillar to that vein of astrology that I, as an evolutionary astrologer, must take into, into account not only what the chart is bringing forth and you know translating that for you, but also taking your experience into account. What I mean by this is just because you have a sun in Leo doesn't mean that you are automatically a Leo, right? Because we've got nature, aka your chart, and nurture, aka your experience. Yeah? These are two things that form everybody's personality, their belief systems, you know, your chart does not predict your life. It helps you understand your purpose, right? And what your soul came here to be and express and overcome. Yeah, it can bring solace to us, you know, when we're moving through challenge because we can see that this is something that your soul came here to experience, right? And so that can give us a lot of power. But when we're not taking in your experience, so say, for example, Leo, right? You've got a Leo son. Leo's all about um, ex- being very extroverted and passionate and self-expressed and being the center of attention. But you, as you were growing up, were told that children should only be seen and not heard. You were told that you were ugly, that somebody, you know, someone bullied you for you know, what you were passionate about, those are all going to affect your ability to shine as your Leo sun. So to say 
that you are not in alignment with your chart because you know you don't resonate as that kind of person that's when we're not taking the experience into into account and then it's very hard to give people guidance around anything when we're not taking that into account if someone is just saying well you know you just need to be more positive and you just need to you know do all like do you know what I mean like it's gaslighting it's saying that you're the problem but what if you went through a traumatic experience that that dimmed that light it means that you're a Leo sun at the end of the day, right? It means that you're here to shine. You're here to express yourself and be passionate and play and have a life full of joy and pleasure. Like that is so Leo energy and that's how you will shine. That still gets to stay the same, but you don't get, when they gaslight you and say, well, like that's your fault. That's your problem. You've got to take responsibility for that. Like that's true, obviously to a degree, Of course, you know, no one can change our lives but us. But to say that you're not in alignment because, you know, you're just not trying hard enough is a different story. Because, yeah, you can have all this beauty in your chart. You can be destined to be the next president of the United States. But if you don't do anything about that, then it's not going to, like, if you don't move through your traumas, you don't move through, you know, and and get that self-awareness, it's never going to happen because you're not going to be able to grow, right? Because you don't know who you are. You don't know the why behind you, behind why you do things. So I just see this a lot where people, where astrologers will say, you know, shine, just do the thing, you know, like, and, you know, sometimes this comes up I've even heard this. This is actually, um, I actually asked you guys on Instagram for some nightmare fuel on um, some experiences that you had with an astrologer. And this was one thing that came up. And basically one of you babes said like this, like they were pinning what had happened to me on me. And whilst taking beautiful responsibility for your life is always going to be the best way to move forward. I 100% agree with that. We have to also understand that there may be some healing that has to take place in order for you to do so. And I think sometimes astrology can fully bypass that and just say like, do the thing and be, be this Leo sun and, you know, live your best life. But I just feel like we totally bypass um, our experience. We, and therefore, astrologers are gaslighting, which is bullshit and a big red flag. So I pray that that one lands. It's kind of a little bit nuanced, that one, but I pray that it lands. Number four is when they don't ask you questions, they just tell you who you are. So again, this kind of, I want to add this one in there because this one just basically is like, okay, how would you know if I was being spiritually bypassed or how do I know if they're not taking my experience into account? They're not asking you questions. Yeah. So if they're just talking at you the whole time and they're not asking questions to you, that's a red flag. Couple ways I think a really great astrologer and the way that I teach astrology um, is really powerful 
is when you are actually asked to talk about yourself and share who you are and whatnot before the reading starts. This is something that I did to ensure um, when I was reading charts uh, to ensure that I was not spiritually bypassing um, and gaslighting people and not taking their experience into account. I started to think about, okay, how could I actually do this? Well, I have to ask them questions. I have to invite them to lead, right? So as the, as the client, you should actually be leading, <laughs> leading the session. You're the one who should be asking the questions, you know, and um, you should be clear on what it is that you're looking for guidance around. That's really important because that way you're not going to be able to be fucked with. Like it's just as simple as that. So I always empower my clients to do that if they haven't done that already. So if your astrologer isn't asking you, so tell me a little bit who, about who you are. Tell me about what you're looking for guidance around. Tell me why you're looking for guidance around that. You know, if they are just going, okay, let's dive into the chart. Here's this placement, this placement, this placement. And this is who you are, you know, um, any questions that is not quite good enough. In my opinion, if they are not asking you if this lands, if that makes sense for you, if they are not asking inquisitive questions to understand where you're at and how that placement is showing up in your life right now, you know, Those are the sorts of things you want to look for because if they're asking you questions, um, that's a green flag. Yeah. If they're not asking you questions and they're just talking at you and telling you who you are, that's a massive red flag because here's the thing about astrology. And this is something that I'm just so overseeing, so over it. You cannot be told well, okay, let me, let me rephrase. There is no point in doing any of this inner work if you are looking to be told who you are because then you're not doing the work. You're not doing the inner work. You're looking for somebody to just, you're looking for outside validation. And some astrologers know that <laughs> and they take advantage of that by asking sorry, by not asking questions, they'll just tell you, they'll just go, okay, you're going to pay me however much money to tell you who you are. Awesome. Sounds great. I'm just going to read this chart, but you will probably walk away being like, okay, now what? Right. And that kind of brings me to my last red flag is that the next steps, the next steps at the end of the reading, the next steps are only to book another reading. (laughs) That's another red flag. So should there be next steps? It is of my opinion that yes. The way that astrology is going, the way that it has boomed, I think that it is important that astrologers have some sort of counseling, coaching background. I think it is extremely important and out of integrity and just kind of old school Maybe it's not out of integrity, but it's just super old school and kind of boring to me. If nobody, if they're not giving you like something to actually action, 
right? A direction. You you know, they shouldn't be giving you all the answers because, you know, you're, you're going to do what you're going to do. But, and that freedom is really important to give clients. But at the same time, like having something practical that they can start to implement in their lives, whether that's a journal prompt or, you know, something to think about at the very least, calling, if you're not being called to your power at the end of the reading and the only step is to book another reading so they can tell you that, red flag, okay? So as I said, I believe that in order to be a good astrologer, giving somebody something practical, pragmatic, and a direction to move into or what to do next, some next steps is extremely important. It helps the client feel... um, helps the client feel supported. Yeah. Um, and I think it also feels really good as a practitioner to say, here are some tools, do with them what you will. Um, this is what I would advise, you know, to really help you step into these energies that you're struggling to step into. Um, but also giving them the freedom to do whatever the hell they want. Right. Um, and empowering that client or making sure that you're being empowered as the client to make those decisions for yourself, right? Um, so yeah, if the only step is to book another reading, that means that they want, well, that's just creating more reliance on the astrologer. And astrology is, is and always has been a tool, yeah? So it is to be utilized, it's not a religion. It's not something to worship. It's not anything like that. In fact, when we start to do that, what we do is we disempower ourselves. And so this kind of brings me full circle is if we are looking at astrology as a way to, as these secrets to un, you know, um, to be told, that's not what it is. It's there to help us as a tool to understand ourselves on a deeper level. It's a touchstone to come back to for compassion of self and others to understand ourselves on a deeper level and the world around us. Ultimately, I believe, you know, it's for personal development. It's for growth. If you're just using astrology to blow smoke up your own ass, basically, it's just there to blow smoke up your ass. You know what I mean? Like there's, we can just look at it and go, oh, I'm a Gemini. I'm so talkative. Like, okay, what does that mean for your purpose? How can you start to lean into that? How can you utilize that to your advantage? How can you um, lean into that to magnetize more abundance in your life? You know, like that is exciting. And that's where the personal development and the growth and the advice and the next steps come in, right? So whether you're looking at your chart, even on your own, yeah, you can look at it and go, oh, okay, that's why I'm feeling really scatterbrained right now. Mercury's in retrograde. You can end the, you can end the sentence there, full stop, move on to the next thing in your day. Or you can go that one touch deeper, and ask yourself or your astrologer and say, okay, so how do I utilize this Mercury retrograde? Not what do I avoid? What do I stop doing? You know, that's again, that's disempowering. That's, that's constricting you. 
What can I do? What is this Mercury retrograde calling me forth to? Yeah. And so as much as these are the red flags when you are getting a reading, they're also red flags when you are looking at your own chart, when you're reading a horoscope, you know, when you're interpreting what you're being told or what you're reading or what you're researching around your chart and astrology, right? This is also red flags for you to look out for, for yourself. Yeah. So, you know, I'm always here to empower you guys. I'm always here to bring you back to the truth of yourself, of your capability, of your empowerment. And I love astrology. I think that there are so many amazing astrologers out there who are helping, serving people, and we need more of them. It's why I created Mystic Mentorship because I wanted to create incredible, integrous, heart-aligned, beautiful astrologers in the world. I want you to go to your astrologer from a place of empowerment. I want you to go to collaborate with your astrologer, not to be told and receive. I want you to walk into the meetings with your astrologers and sit there and, and have it be a collaboration and a partnership. Because what happens then is you get the expert to stand in their expertise and they get to speak to you on a level that is not rudimentary, right? And so I've been thinking a lot about what I could create um, for this, for you, the astrology obsessed, the cosmically curious who love getting their natal charts read and love, um, you know, reading their horoscope or love taking new and full moon workshops. How could I empower you? Yeah. To not only get this information, but also like really start to move with it and have you feeling confident enough to actually read your own chart? How could I start to call you forth to that self-trust that your obsession actually fully qualifies you to read your own chart? You don't need an astrologer. You want one. That feels so... Anyway, I want to share with you what I created. So this is something that is going to allow you to read your own chart basically. Um, and it's called soul signature. And so what I mean is by read your own chart is that it's not just, you know, natal chart 101, how a chart works. It's reading your chart. This takes out the middleman, you know, this allows you to read your own damn chart. And that way you're coming to your astrologer from a place of empowerment rather than a place of lack. So it's called Soul Signature, and it's going to be a two-hour masterclass in reading your own damn chart, okay? So it's not just knowing your chart, but actually understanding it um, that I'm going to be teaching you. So it's not just about I have, here's my sun, here's my moon, here's my rising sign, here's Saturn, here's what, you know, all of that. It's We're going more deeper than that. 
Um, we're going to look at you know your prosperity placements, your purpose placements, your money placements, things like that, so that you can empower yourself with astrological astrological knowledge whenever you want. So this is a masterclass that you could basically go back to instead of booking that reading, you know, and and coming back to over and over again until you kind of get the gist of it. And then you can go and see your astrologer purely from a place of empowerment. Um, And then maybe not at all. If you really start to master your own chart, this is a beautiful masterclass for you to do that. So I'm really, really excited about it. I'm going to be giving all of the information on my Instagram over next week. Um, But you can go and sign up for that if you feel excited about that, if you are ready to cut out that middleman and read your own damn chart and empower yourself with this knowledge. Um, I want that for you. And if you want that for yourself, go down to the link in the show notes and put your details forth. It's free. It's free, guys. But it won't always be free. So you're going to want to jump in, jump in live with us. Um, And then at the end of the masterclass as well, I'm going to be sharing something extremely exciting. Oh my God, like literally my life's work's coming out. Anyway, I'm saying too much, but you know the podcast, you guys get the goods before everybody else. So make sure you go down and put your details forth and then hang out with me on Instagram to get all the intimate details about Soul Signature. But until then, I pray that this episode has landed with you. I love you so, so much. Please make sure that you share this with people. Oh my God. If you're going to share any episode, please share this one. We want to spread the good word about the astrology red flags. So people are not getting bamboozled. It happens way too often. We are not here for it. It's not a vibe. So make sure you're sharing this one. Um, it'll help a lot of people. I really, really know that to be true and feel that so deeply. Um, could you guys leave me a review? as well. That would be really nice. Um, that just helps the, the podcast grow. Um, a rating, a review, um, a rating is literally just a click of a button review. Obviously, if you've got the time and space for that, I'd highly appreciate it. But other than that, babes, that's all I got for you today. Um, love you so much. I'll see you in the next one. Uh, this is the Abracadabra podcast. I'm your host, Jazz Bori, and I'll see you in the next episode. Love you. Bye.